Section 38 of Narratives of Colored Americans. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Read by Mary Patterson. Narratives of Colored Americans by Abigail Mott and M. S. Wood. Section 38 the generous negro joseph raquel resided in the island of barbados he was a trader and dealt chiefly in the retail way in his business he conducted himself so fairly and complacently that in a town filled with little peddling shops his doors were thronged with customers almost all dealt with him and ever found him remarkably honest and obliging if any one knew not where to obtain an article joseph would endeavor to procure it without making any advantage for himself in short his character was so fair and his manners so generous that the best people showed him a regard which they often deny to men of their own color because they are not blessed with the like goodness of heart in 1756 a fire happened which burned down a great part of the town and ruined many of the inhabitants joseph lived in a quarter that escaped the destruction and expressed his thankfulness by softening the distresses of his neighbors among those who had lost their property by this heavy misfortune was a man to whose family joseph in the early part of his life owed some obligations this man by too great hospitality an excess very common in the west indies had involved himself in difficulties before the fire happened and his estate lying in houses that event entirely ruined him amid the cries of misery and want which excited joseph's compassion this man's unfortunate situation claim particular notice the generous and open temper of the sufferer the obligations that joseph owed to his family were special and powerful motives for acting toward him the part of a friend joseph had his bond for sixty pounds sterling unfortunate man said he this debt shall never come against you i sincerely wish you could settle all of your other affairs as easily but how am i sure that i shall keep in this mind may not the love of gain especially when by length of time your misfortune shall become familiar to me return with too strong a current and bear down my fellow-feeling before it but for this i have a remedy never shall you apply for the assistance of any friend against my avarice he rose and ordered a large account that the man had with him to be drawn out and in a whim that might have called up a smile on the face of charity he filled his pipe sat down again twisted the bond and lighted his pipe with it while the account was drawing out he continued smoking in a state of mind that a monarch might envy when it was finished he went in search of his friend with the discharged account 
and the mutilated bond in his hand. On meeting him, he presented the papers to him with this address. Sir, I am sensibly affected with your misfortunes. The obligations I have received from your family give me a relation to every branch of it. I know that your inability to pay what you owe gives you more uneasiness than the loss of your own substance. That you may not be anxious on my account in particular, except of this discharge and the remains of your bond, I am overpaid in the satisfaction that I feel from having done my duty. I beg you to consider this only as a token of the happiness you will confer upon me whenever you put it in my power to do you a good office. The philanthropists of England take pleasure in speaking of him. Having become rich by commerce, he consecrated all his fortune to acts of benevolence. The unfortunate, without distinction of color, had a claim on his affections. He gave to the indigent, lent to those who could not make a return, visited prisoners, gave them good advice, and endeavored to bring back the guilty to virtue. He died at Bridgetown, on that island, and 1758 lamented by all, for he was a friend to all. End of section 38 the Generous Negro, read by Mary Patterson, Monmouth County, New Jersey.